Az used to live in a house with two toilets in one room, so, you know... So you could hold hands while you were sat on the, on the potty. <laughs> with your loved one. Or a neighbour. Yeah. Anyang, and welcome to the show all about the K-League, South Korea's answer to the Welsh Premier League. Each episode we're here trying to learn more about both the K-League and South Korea in general and we've gone from knowing nothing to knowing a little bit and we're hoping to continue that as we go along. At any point if you want to join in the conversation, help us out as we go on our journey, just look for at K-League show on any social media. Joining me as always we have the Welsh wizard, that is Arwin. Borada. How are you? I'm, I'm, yes, I'm good. That's impressive. You've learned a lot from last week. <laughs> was that actually going straight off Google Translate, or have you actually had that tattooed and committed it to memory? Yeah, I've had it tattooed on my forearm, <laughs> and, I just, and I just meditate on it every night before I go to sleep. Nice. Uh, any chance of you getting a uh, South Korean tattoo, Jim? Uh, it'd be a bold move. I haven't got any tattoos at the moment, so uh, why not? We'll put that in the bucket list. There we go. So this is our little wish. Put it on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah could you, if you could tattoo me, that'd be It'd great. It'd be like the hangover. Perfect. Because nothing went wrong on that film. <laughs> this show is all about the K-League, and we're trying to learn a little bit about that and South Korea as we move along. Uh, please join in if you've got anything to add to it. Uh, this week, well, we'll talk about what we're talking about this week in a moment. But uh, first of all, let's look at some of the things that we've learned uh, individually this week because we've all gone off and done some research uh, we've also had some great help and uh, suggestions from people on social media particularly twitter as always so thank you very much for that at k league show is what you're looking for there uh, anything interesting exciting or revelatory that you've learned this week gentlemen i've learned something quite revolutionary that the stadium of uh, guangzhou has got a sauna in it Right. And I think that we should have saunas, for example, at Tramere's Prenton Park. It's a glorious world-class stadium. Some would say well worthy of a cup final, but I don't believe it has a sauna. (laughs) And I was just wondering if there's any other clubs with saunas. Can we all discuss it? Thank you. Funnily enough, actually, uh, funnily enough, stadiums are what I've been looking at. Um, So, I mean, I think probably it's worthy of a whole show, stadiums, because the stadiums in this league are great. I mean, they're all new to varying degrees. And so, yeah, sauna, I can completely see why they've got that. But they're uh, they're all fantastic little purpose built football stadiums. Yeah, is that the most unusual thing um, you've ever heard of being at a football stadium? I mean, there was talk of the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which opened last year, uh, was going to have a cheese room, and uh, they dropped that at the last minute to get it finished, and then denied that they were ever going to have that in the first place. Um, what they do have though is they have beer that fills up from the bottom of the glass Ooh, i do like sweet. that actually like beer that feels from anywhere is awesome <laughs> <laughs> and actually as well in terms of the fact that it's in london it's pretty well priced as well i once went to uh to a hearts uh, heart celtic game in Tynecastle in edinburgh and uh i was going i'd just gone and got in uh, and i thought oh, i'll go to the loo before the game starts so i went to what looked like a you know toilet door so i've been to quite a lot of football stadiums uh around the country and you know, you walk in, it's usually big toilets, like a, either trough or urinals or whatever, cubicles, that kind of thing. Oh, no, this was, even though this was the, the main toilet that you kind of approach after coming through the turnstiles, I walked in and I was in a toilet cubicle, like a toilet, like a downstairs toilet in your house. Uh, 
So that was a bit unusual. <laughs> so they go, that's my big story. <laughs> so basically you went to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was what happened. Yeah. But it was an odd okay. toilet to have in a quite a big football stadium. <laughs> and I couldn't see any other toilets around. So, you know, maybe that's the only one. Oh, how are we laughed? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a standard thing to have at a Just football a stadium now. You know, a toilet and electricity. You know <laughs> Yeah, but if you ever went to the old Wembley, you wouldn't think they had any public toilets. You don't normally have just one toilet for the whole crowd, though. That's That was what the unusual bit was. True. It wasn't a room full of toilets. It was just one toilet. As used to live in a house with two toilets in one that room. That is so, you true. Know, his, two his house toilets had more in toilets one toilet. Than, than That's like, even the South Korean culture <laughs> hasn't got on top of that stuff yet. It's like so you could hold hands yeah. while you were sat on the, on the potty with your loved one. Or neighbour. That's a tale for another day. <laughs> I think that's possibly the next phrase we need to learn in Korean for when we go to a game is, or when we're watching it at a bar in Korea, is, excuse me, uh, can you tell me where the bathroom is, please? Uh, I've been learning a little bit more about my team, Songnam, and uh, this week, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar, uh, with the legendary manager, Park Yong Hwan. I think that's... Uh, Spanish, I, 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 I think, I think isn't he? Correctly. I, have, yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, so, uh, Park Yong Jong Wan. And um, this guy, an incredible record. So, he was at Songnam before they became Songnam, because uh, it's a club that's moved around a couple of times. Uh, with them, he won the League Cup in 92, then the K League in 93, 94, 95, three seasons on the run. And then in that season, went on to win the AFC Champions League as well. That's a pretty good record. He then went on to uh, manage the Korean national side and came back in about 2014 to manage uh, Songnam as they were. So it was it was a very well-welcomed uh, return of this game. But he was sacked from his job. Uh, can you guess why he was sacked? Um, did he Corruption. not have a good mascot? <laughs> no, it wasn't about the mascot. Basically, it was in a practice game, and at half time, after falling 2 0 behind, he shouted profanities at his players and then hit Kim Nam Gon and Kim Shung Nuk Jun several times in their faces. One was hit four times, one was hit twice. Now, he claimed that he'd flicked the players in the head once or twice. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this was uh, written on the uh, online board. Now, because he'd been so, so successful, this put them in a real difficult situation. But apparently stories have come out as well. In his first year as manager of Songnam, uh, this was in 1989, he got suspended for 18 games for disputing, not just not just disagreeing with the ref, but aggressively disputing with the referee. Two weeks sense. later, while still suspended, he barged into the ground during a game against Pohang and kicked the referee. Amazing. It's like having uh, Eric Cantona at his height as your manager. Then he got another six-month suspension. Like He'd only been back a year. Then he gets a six-month suspension for pushing a referee to the ground. Uh, then he goes over to Daegu and he got disciplined on four different occasions for entering the referee's room to protest. But I just think that's amazing that, you know, he had a massively successful career between 93 and 95 with those three championships and the Cup and the AFC. Um, but it just seemed to be like he could have had so much more success if he'd had that year and a half wow. where he wasn't suspended. Wow. 
and some of some of the great some of the great managers uh, that we used to are, are aggressive and you know Ferguson people like yeah, that they're, they're known for being like that aren't they? maybe not quite to that extent but we love yeah, it I do not we love, love it. it personally so like, but it's a good work ethic you know sometimes you need a good work ethic yeah well let's look at some of the action that's been happening on the pitch and rather than sort of going out and picking specific results we we want to pick up on a subject that we've all sort of raised when we've been chatting after the games we've been watching and this is about what we see as as an area that the korean game seems to be lacking and that's uh i I think i believe the in korean they refer to as piss poor defending (laughs) <laughs> Counter-attacking football. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So here's the first question. Genuine question. Um, for all the football that I watch, I'm not an expert, so maybe I'm getting it wrong. So is it that they have bad def- defence and goalkeepers, or is it just that they've got really good attackers? No, I'd say it's a bad defence, personally. They, they, they do. This. You see some really nice football, really nice attacking play, but it's, it's from the limited even training I've had in my life, as a defender, there's stuff they do that you you told not to do as a child in over here, and certainly again watching lower league football in this country, if you you saw people doing some of the stuff some of the defenders are doing, you'd, you'd go mental. Just just basic stuff. I mean, some of them, some of the goals I've seen, like the goalkeepers should be getting assists. If we started putting these goalkeepers assists before like an own goal assist, I wonder what the stats would be in the league because it's it's questionable um, goalkeeping but I think on the whole the, the the defending has been bad sometimes the almost sheer determination not to score is like <laughs> you know those cliched comments on FIFA like he misses when it was easier to score think almost like a compilation of you know that time Gary Lineker kicked the ball over the over the crossbar from like an inch six inches in front of goal or something like that it's, it's like maybe there's a cling film on the goals it doesn't yeah. make sense. I, th- I think in this league, if you put together a team like a George Graham's Arsenal, uh, you would walk this league one nil wins all the way. So, do do, do we think this is uh, something that's just happening at the moment? Is this the result of them being um, very controlled because they're, they're only allowed to have three foreign players in the in each side? So, is that actually? Um, coming to the detriment because most of the, from what I can tell, very few of the squads will use their three players. Uh, have any of them? Uh, there's a couple that have a defender, but I've not seen any of them that yeah. have brought in a foreign goalkeeper, yeah, for example. I, th- I think I think I'd probably put it down to coaching. I, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see if there's defensive coaches because the the players are decent on the ball and stuff. It's just they don't seem to have an awareness of what to do as a defender. Um, and I think there's a culture of football that it's attacking and it's on the floor and it's free flow and it's nice to watch. But... Don't hold back, James. Don't hold back. <laughs> I've, been, I've, like, I've got very Alan Hansen about this, to be honest. Because, for example, the other day there was a, the Pohang yeah. Pohang um, Seoul game. Um, Pohang's goal came from the Seoul fullback with under no pressure, passed it across because they all they all pass the ball across the goal. That's something they do all the time. Um, you pass the ball across to the centre back, who didn't seem to be aware of where what was going on the attacker ran at him so under no pressure really the defender knocked it past the keeper and then stopped running so the attacker just carried it on and put it in the goal and it was such a ridiculous goal to score in in a top level league it nearly made me forget it made me nearly made me not believe in physics <laughs> watching that goal it, it, it should not have happened it was one of those goals and then but then to, to, they lost so won the game because they scored two goals from corners 
where Pohan didn't even bother to defend either corner. No defending. They were standing as if they were only defending, but none of them challenged the ball. So it was both goals. So again, you'd be going crazy as a coach in a professional league in anywhere in the world, I think. You'd be going mental, and that's what you'd be doing all week in training. But I, they, didn't see, they don't seem to be bothered. They just shrug, shrug it off and carry on playing as they are, which is great. What was this What was this you told me last year, Jim, about their, something about the end of the season game oh, where they, they lost the title? Oh, it was the Ilsan Pohan game. Uh, final game of the season, finished four one to Pohang, um, and that handed John Book the the the, the title. Right. Um, and the third goal, so it was two, they were two one down, Ulsan, uh, and the goalkeeper just decided to take a throw in from about the eighteen yard line in his own, um, in his own, his own eighteen yard line, and he threw the ball <laughs> straight to the attacker. For no reason, no one was even pressing <laughs> who then just kicked it in the goal. And it's like, well, it's now three one down. You've handed the title to someone else. Brilliant. Yeah. I've never seen a goalkeeper take a throw in. Never, no. In professional football. I've seen more goalkeepers throw punches than I have take goal, uh, take throw in. Yeah, it's just no point. The fullback was stunning there. He could have just done it. It's, it's crazy. Well, let, let's look at the goalkeepers then specifically because that reminded me of something we've seen a lot of in the Premier League. Ever since Pep Guardiola came in and started playing this um, style that he's previously done with the likes of Bayern Munich and Barcelona, uh, We've seen other teams come in. Liverpool arguably have gone and done it even better. You've got two incredible goalkeepers at those clubs in terms of Edison and Alisson, uh, both happening to be Brazilian. Uh, great on the ball, uh, great range of passing. Uh, I think both of them have had assists as well in the Premier League, by the way, they've been pl- playing it around. Uh, very calm on the ball, very comfortable taking it around. What's happened, though, is a lot of teams whether that's a coaching decision or just the individually the players have decided, I'll have a bit of that. I've tried that. And we've seen a lot of goals conceded when that's gone wrong because uh, it takes it takes a lot to be able to play that game, that style of football very well. A lot of skill, a lot of, of work between you and the team. Now, do we think what's going on there is that the players have possibly you know watched a lot of Premier League because it is a very popular around the world and gone, I fancy a bit of that. Or they're playing a lot of FIFA, are we? Is yes. <laughs> and they are playing FIFA for sure. They should be playing Pez. They should probably go back to like <laughs> 2008 or something like that. That's definitely happening. And, and Jim has alluded previously to me in conversation. Same talking about Busan. I mean, I shouldn't mention this in public because we're both, we're both secret Busan fans, let's be honest about that. But... Um, Yes, that with there are teams trying to play like you know top football, and as you say, Anne, I mean the the reason that's top football, the reason it's even only a small handful of teams is because technically, in various different reasons, it's pretty demanding and difficult to get right. And when you get it wrong, oh boy, does it show, you know? Um, and so yeah, short of the David James uh, playing too much. Uh, PlayStation. I mean, I'm I'm constantly caught, yeah, receiving the ball from my goalkeeper from a lazy pass, not really <laughs> noticing the person closing me down, right? And I'm like not a professional footballer, not a professional FIFA player, but it does happen. So it's obviously something systemic within the sort of tactical arrangement about those kind of teams. Hmm. I th- I think in general they they like to play it on the floor and, and play possession football and knock it about. Uh, they de- I haven't seen a defensive clearance, I don't think, which is not a bad thing. You know, but that that kind of style of old school defending just doesn't seem to be something they do, which is you know, again, it's fine. But I think, as as you say, Dan, with, with the goalkeeping, that style of goalkeeping, you need to be a very good 
goalkeeper with different skills than most goalkeepers have to be able to do it. We've seen good goalkeepers in the Premiership not manage it. The, people like David Hayden, people like fantastic goalkeepers, can't play that way. And if they try, they can come unstuck. So if you're not that good... I, I still think that nobody comes close to um, possibly one of my favourite goalkeepers of all time, who you may remember from... Uh, the early 90s, he was a big star in Italia 90, USA 94, and had a sponsorship deal as well with, I think it was Adidas, and they actually allowed him to design his own kits. Oh. Did he design that, yeah, did Campos. he? The pink and yellow one? Yeah. You're talking yeah. about um, yeah. Camp- yeah, yeah. Campos, Ivan Campos. George Campos, yeah. Mexican legend, mate. Legend. Yeah, great. The cat. Uh, but also as well, he... Um, he he wasn't the tallest goalkeeper either, was he? I'm just I'm just seeing if we can. No, he was, he was five foot something, wasn't he? He was, he was under six foot. He wasn't. I've got swaps of that, Anne. If you want, you know the USA ninety cards. I've got swapsy in uh, my house in Wales. I can get that sent down to you. you well, want. everyone everyone likes a crazy keeper. It's like uh, Higita or something like that as well, isn't it? It's yeah, know. Rene Higita. I mean, nice. yeah, he he was five foot six, but like not only was he like tiny and flamboyant but he would run i mean he i i think if you look at the timings of it as well because this is when the likes of pep guardiola were still playing football and i don't know if maybe uh they came up against each other in a game but um i reckon that pep guardiola saw this and thought oh there's an idea and that was kind of how he he, he, the whole whole idea of tiki taka football was bored from watching this because he would run around and i believe as well if i remember rightly he used to take the penalties or that if he he scored 35 goals in his career including 28 for unam in mexico here's here's the thing right you know how many times have we seen that especially in the premier league like a decent goalkeeper it, it, it can win you a championship 10 15 points and at the minute i don't see i mean yes I, you know we, I, i've not seen a full season of football but i haven't yet seen one goalkeeper where i've gone he looks decent so i'm wondering why i mean is is it simply a case of money that um, they haven't gone and brought in a big name goalkeeper because I'm thinking of the likes of and and you know maybe this is a long shot but you've got the likes of Joe Hart who's now sat at the bench sat on the bench one minute for well everyone's bloody sat on the bench um, at the moment mate <laughs> um, but but Joe Hart who was an absolute rock at Manchester City Premier uh, legend as well yeah yeah came in very young went out on loan to Birmingham City came back and was at that core of the team that brought City their first FA Cup for years, the first uh, couple of Premier League titles as well, and then just didn't fit into that uh, mindset and, and set up that uh, Pep Guardiola's had. He's been out, he's played abroad before, he went to Italy, played there for a little while. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not right, acting Joe, as his up. agent here, although that would be a pretty sweet deal if it was. But how great would it be... How great would it be to see somebody like Joe Hart over there playing? I mean, you've got players. Is is the problem that players are bypassing South Korea and just going to China because that's where all the money is? I've just thought. Me and Jim, we went to school with David Walsh, who was nearly great. He played Walsh. for Wrexham, and now he's played for Wrexham. And he like was Wales under twenty ones or something like that. Don't remind me of when he played for Wrexham. He, he, he might have been in retirement. I might be listening to this. So I just want to say to like goalkeepers <laughs> everywhere out there, whether you're in the K League one, two, or three, you're listening to this. If you're if you're anybody, if you're um, Tafarel even. You know what I mean? It's like you have good times, you have bad times. Goalkeepers take a lot of slack, tough slack for like doing a difficult job. 
you know, and uh, I don't want to put it on. I just want to have a little thought. Goalkeepers are people too. <clears throat> but maybe, maybe we're on to one. Maybe we can get Campos over coaching for one of the teams. You know, because if you're going to play sweeper keeper, learn it off yeah. the man who invented the game. Do you know what I'm saying? So, they, yeah, let, let's go there. So, like, if, if you could bring in a goalkeeper. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with Joe Hart. Um, you, you've got your choice of... And, and, and let's open it up to, like... Let's try and keep it in the realms of possibility. So uh, keepers that are still playing or on the verge of retiring, at least. Um, is there anybody that you can think of that you've seen that could come over and do a job for your team? Buffon's still playing. He's, he retired last year, did he? But he's, he's around. Buffon. Wow. Get one one year of it out of him. In career, he dominate. <laughs> we can dig up Buffon from somewhere. <laughs> Neville Southall, you know. Respect, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Neville, Give Shilton yeah. still about. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think someone like um, you know when like uh, Van der Sar went to United, someone like that. You know, some uh, good old good old being around the block, but decent. Yeah. yeah. Um, how yeah. about um, oh, who's who's a my. I had, I had, oh, of course, Tim Howard. I just like to get Tim Howard in anywhere I can. Tim to be honest. Is he still playing? Tim? <laughs> He's retired, I think. Is he? He could come back. He could do a job for for Songnam. <laughs> I, you know, who I'd quite like to see um, Tim Krull. Um, it's, Tim yeah. Krull, oh, yeah. good choice. I mean, he, he's choice. great with the penalties, and he's, you know what? He's still pretty young as well. Because you think of him as being quite mm. old because he's been he's around massively. Always yeah. had a tough end of it. I saw him against Tranmere a couple of times. I don't know why he played for Newcastle. Or um, Michael Vaughan. Yes. Oh yeah, Vaughan. Do you remember? Played for Swansea. He's at Tottenham still. I think he's played about like two games yeah. in ten but, years. So here's the here's, here's the thing. Then good. what could you offer that goalkeeper? And again, here we're doing negotiations. But um, say, say I'm representing <laughs> Tim Krull. He's at Norwich at the minute. They're looking at the well. That the whatever happens, Norwich are not going to be in the Premier League next season. Um, so possibly whatever his deal is, he's going to be looking for a new club. He's only thirty two. And he's got a great record. I mean, everybody remembers him as that penalty specialist coming on in the World Cup and doing the great job there. What you know? What could we offer him to come and play in in the South well, I think, Korea? I, I think you got the um, yeah. I think you got the standard living over there is a huge one, and and it's like an adventure. And I think what they should do is someone like that should come over and work with the young keepers, at whichever club they go to, as a kind of coach as well, and, and bring on some because. As I said before, Korea, they have the under-23s, they bring on the youth players a lot. So, you know, go over. Because, again, goalkeeping is coaching is, is, is a massive part of it. And that's why I think in the, in the female game, goalkeeping is probably lagging behind the rest of the positions because it takes a long time to get people. You've got to start young and you've got to learn the position. And I think so to have someone who's been around, played at international level, played, is, is an excellent keeper, coming and training these young guys, that would be huge. And I think some players would like that because it's a legacy, isn't it, then? And... Uh, you know, pass on the knowledge. But is, is is there a little bit of like almost colonial arrogance in there as well? You know, because <laughs> I'm all about uh, that. Are, are we are we are, are we disputing sort of like the possibility for just natural yeah. born talent? I'm not talking. Actually, I, I was going to say I haven't noticed him playing, but Ulsan signed a keeper this year who is a Korean international, South Korean international, played at the World Cup. So um, I can't remember his name, but he's he's he got decent. He performed yeah. well in the World Cup as well, so presumably he and, is. A good and keeper, one of the so. one of the interests, and I remember it's one of the first things that we, we said on the first episode. Arwin was like, you know, I love the way that uh, as a league they really look after the young players and they bring the young players through. So are we, you know, are we doing them a disservice by saying, oh, let's bring these great players in? Because then actually, 
we could see in the situation, yes, we get mm-hmm. more viewers to it and it's easier for us to watch it in our ivory towers over here. Yeah. But then you have that situation like you've got in the Premier League now where it's so rare to get a local kid to come through and play in that team. Yeah. No, nobody's saying that, man. We're just saying... Listen, Tim, if you were listening to the podcast, I'll paint you some shoes <laughs> for the team of your choice. <laughs> Come and sign up. I mean, look, uh, as much as we spoke in the other episode about it being so difficult to watch the football, right? Watch the football we have been, you know? And, like, I've watched at least two games live every single... Uh, both Saturday and the Sunday of these weeks so far. The rest I've watched League Two and all that through different highlights and stuff. And, it, and honestly, it's, it's just not good enough. And I'm happy to say that that's tactical, yeah? But like, and it needs to be done from a managerial level. It's not the goalkeeper's fault. But I think Jim hit the nail on the head. Nobody's more predisposed to be better, like nation at something or, or anything than anybody else. But the question is that it is a lot of training. I mean, look how many. It was a generation of football from Premier League ethic and stuff like that to change the way that we played football in England, and we're still rubbish at it, right? So I think what what you saw in England in the early days of Premier League, you, you got a couple of players who came in, people like Bergkamp or Cantona, whoever who showed, I think, what could be achieved. And I think that raised the level. That's what you want. You don't want a little journeyman just coming in. Yeah, uh, I agree. Like, wages going. You want someone who's going to shine. And then local players will think, oh, well, that's what I want to be. I think um, great, I, yeah. I think, yeah, co- coaching, defending and keeping, get better coaches in or, or, you know, do something nationally to get the coaches to a level where they're going to bring those players on. Because funny enough, actually, defending, I wanted to say, while well, we did touch on defending... I was looking at Pohang as and who's the best player at po, who's ever played the Pohang, um, and what I think who probably is in for the shout is a Korean player who's probably Korea's best player of all time, um, uh, who's Hong Mung Bo, who was the he's the um, he got the bronze ball at the Korea World Cup, which is the third best player wow. of the tournament. Oh, wow. He's the only Asian player to ever do that. He is also only one of only two Asian players who Pele picked in his 125 greatest living footballers back in. Well, FIFA hundred thing, uh, him and Nakata were the two. So Nakata, oh, Nakata was class, yeah. So and he was a sweeper, and he was a very good ball playing defender. But he was actually a good defender as well. I mean, he was. Um, I've I've gone back actually to watch the Korean games to remind myself, and he's like just a solid, like a be- uh, 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 what's he called, the Kaiser, um, Beckham Beckenbauer type. You know, sat there just sweeping up. And part spring passes around stuff. Like I, I think it, maybe it's been just unlucky few weeks of t- really terrible like football. <laughs> I think as well, we, our introduction to Korean football in the K League has come during this very weird time where they're playing without fans in the stadium, and it's weird to watch. So I'm sure it's weird to play in. Um, I don't know about you, but Owen, when we were watching the um, the, the 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 derby, as we'll call it, the K League show derby the other day. Um, at half time, it was just really weird because they did that wide shot of the whole stadium, and it just looked a little bit like if you've ever arrived at a stadium like six hours before kickoff. It just looked like that. It's like you're the first one in, the stuff being moved around, and it just seemed very, very weird and very empty. And you know that atmosphere has got to have an impact in the same way that, you know, the yellow wall that you have at Borussia Dortmund and the cop end at Liverpool, all these kinds of things have a positive impact and an intimidating impact on the players as well. Having that big empty stadium, yeah, all all these things are going to have a... I think it's, as well. We, I think we, should, we need to acknowledge the fact that, the as you said, the league was <laughs> it's a bit of an odd setup. They didn't have a full pre-season. They had a couple of weeks. They 
played a few practice games. So there's always that. I mean, defending is, is more on the coach, on the practice pitches than anything. Just from a actual sort of practical point of view, you know, just having that perspective yeah. of somebody being able to shout man on, you know, other other crowds to sort of point out to the referee when something really bad's happened. Those kinds of things are not there. Also, was, in, this, in the social distancing well. rules they gave the league, they were they were said they, they were told they shouldn't be shouting instructions to each other. Now, I've, I've, yeah, not I've seen players do, they, do, they are doing that, but probably not to the degree they might do. So again, that's going to help defending. You need people to tell you what's around you. Maybe we should uh, adopt the rules of the league to this podcast and not not talk to each other. <laughs> well, at least we'd stay so- we're socially distancing. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. We're doing that bit right. Well, uh, that's it for today. Um, if there's anything you'd like us to focus on, you've got an idea, there's something that you've heard about and you want to find out about. Uh, I mean, just, just for example, like I've just seen, have you seen the new South Korean home kit? How good does that look? I, I haven't seen pictures? it. I mean, oh, really? oh, okay. Check that out for next time. So maybe you want us to do a focus on the kits. Uh, maybe we'll do a focus on the stadiums, as James picked up on there as well. But what we're going to try and do is, we, as we go through this, we're not just focusing on uh, the actual results that are happening. There's some other podcasts out there, like K-League United, who do that very well. We're focusing more on the experience of the K-League as a whole and the cultural experiences around it. We're learning about this. We're hoping you're learning with us. And if you've got anything to share or add to it, please let us know. Get in touch at K-League Show on social media or show at gmail.com. Just want to say a big shout out to the K-League United podcast dudes. Those guys are like literally, you know what? Like, never mind. We said all about these other people not being able to promote the sport. Like, meanwhile, K-League show just like wading through the, just just sorting out for everybody. They're amazing. We love the K-League. Uh, oh, that's us. Whoever, whatever their show is, I like it better. K-League than United, yeah, absolutely. Just saying. Anyway. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Jim, Arwin, thank you very much as always. Thanks, yeah, thanks very much. Has anyone worked out what thanks very much in Korean is yet? Next week. Uh, so, and come and join in the conversation on social media. I'll look up the Facebook group. The links are all in the notes around the podcast. If you have enjoyed the show, uh, please uh, leave us a review. Uh, click the five stars. Write something nice about us. Say who your favourite is as well, out of uh, myself, Jim and Owen. <laughs> And, Hello, my uh, favourite. Yeah, and if you if you if you've not picked a team yet, then go back and listen to the earlier episodes. We have some suggestions for you there. You might want to pick a team based on who's got the best mascots, which we discuss in the episode before this one. Uh, we'll put some stuff out on Twitter, letting you know what the next episode is about. But it's like now, clickbait from all of us. It's like clickbait, isn't it? Yeah, completely. <laughs> uh, but for myself, Jim and Arwin, thanks very much for listening. Bye bye. Ha, 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 ha.